You've entered a world of pain, suffering, and misery. Welcome to Fear and Loathing on the Turntable. I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and for the next 38 to 69 minutes, we'll be asking this sad, carbon-based, sentient life form about some songs that they think are shitty. And tonight, I have with me... Dan Stafford. How you doing, Danny? Good, how are you? I'm still living, so everything's okay. Uh, where are you from? Ooh, that's a little loaded, but... I was born in, uh... <laughs> really? That's yeah. a loaded question? Yeah, right from the get-go. Okay. But born in Attleboro, Massachusetts, which is down by Providence. Uh-huh. Grew up in northeastern Vermont in a little town called Lindenville. You don't have the, uh, the Boston accent. Yeah, because we moved when I was six. Okay. Your dad has it a little bit. Oh, yeah, and mom, too. Yeah, yeah, mom very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, now I'm a resident of Red Hook... New York in the Hudson Valley, uh-huh. not Brooklyn. Right, right. But. People often make that yeah. uh, misconception. Yes. That, uh, oh, Red Hook. Oh, yeah. Sea level. New York City. Yeah. Oh, there's a Red Hook upstate. When yeah. I opened the bakery in Red Hook, we ordered stones for our oven. And they deliver it to the address in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And we were expecting them <laughs> that day. Right. And they give you the window like, oh, we'll be there between 8 and 5. Right, and like, right. You can't narrow that and down. 5 p.m., yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't narrow that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't show. And then we got the call. Like, there's no address for this spot in Red Hook. We're like, which Red Hook are you in? You're right, yeah. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> so uh, what's your uh, relationship with music? Like, uh, you know, what were you listening to? Uh, what was on in the house when you were growing up with dad and mom? Dad's a musician. Yes. Dad played bass for, I want to say, 35 years, something like that. Pretty much when we moved to Vermont. Uh-huh. He stopped playing, but he started, I think, in high school years. Mm-hmm. And it was... At that time, it was Beatles mania, so... Right, 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 right. They were very 60s. Beatles-esque, yeah. and I think that first band was called Sweet Fire. But I wasn't born until the early 80s, 81. Uh-huh. And at that point, he was in a band called Tulsa Queen, uh-huh. which was kind of like country-western rock. Like, yeah, I think you played me some tapes of yeah. that band, yeah. Well, mostly covers. You know, they do, like... Everything from Van Morrison to CCR, uh huh, sure, to some Waylon Jennings, to right, 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 all over country, the map. country crossing over into yeah. rock, yeah. And they were a popular band, uh huh. So when I was really young, they'd be out in the garage. You go out there and you hear like a CCR tune playing in there, right, right, right. Which was so, cool. So they had a whole setup, drums, back oh, yeah. line, everything in the in the garage. Yeah, there's five guys in there just rocking out. Ah, <laughs> uh, fantastic. And you know, I'm four, five, six. Right, 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 right. And that all stopped when we went to Vermont, but... Um, but what were they, what were you listening to? What were you hearing? What, before you bought records, what were your parents listening to? Classic rock. Yeah. 
mostly, I think, because of my dad. Uh-huh. I mean, they graduated in 69, so. Right. It's classic rock era, like, at yeah. its best. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of Led Zeppelin. Right. A lot of Beatles. Uh-huh. And I remember car trips with my mom. It'd be, she had two cassettes that we always played. Completely different from each other. <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's Beatles. Uh-huh. Which really got me into the Beatles, like, sure. big time. Yeah, it's it's one of their greatest albums. The other one was a little bit later down the road, and my mom was a big Genesis fan. Genesis? Yeah. Now, are we talking Genesis with Peter Gabriel? Phil? Or with Phil Collins? We're talking PC. Okay. Invisible Touch. Oh! Ouch. Terrible. But as, like, a seven, eight-year-old, rocking around, like, in the car with your mom, he loved it. Right, it was better than Perry Como. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, when you were buying records, what, what were the first records that you bought? I was at the right age for CDs when they came out. Right. So, I think I... Late 80s? Late 80s, early yeah. 90s, uh-huh. I gravitated towards CDs. Sure, yeah. I had some cassettes. Of course, we made all the mixtapes, like a sure. our group yep. of friends. Yep, yep. But I think the first CD I bought was a Led Zeppelin box set. Okay. Called Remasters or Remastered. Right, right, right. When Jimmy Page did the first remasters yeah. back then. Uh, so you, you got the whole catalog in yeah. one, uh, everything from Led Zeppelin 1 yeah. to Presence and my, or Coda. My dad's friend turned me on to like Columbia House and BMG. Is that the other music company? Yeah, that was one, sure. So you do the sign-up thing, you know. Oh, where you get like a... Uh, buy a couple, you get 10 right. free, whatever. Right, 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 yeah. He's that like, whole scam. <laughs> yeah, he taught me the scam. Uh-huh. He's like, you can jump back and forth, you can just cancel. All of a sudden you have like a 100 CD collection and like... Oh, so he had a workaround where you didn't actually have to pay money. Never. Right. So I literally got awesome. uh, uh, like 100 plus CDs from that. Free. Free. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, shipping, handling, and a cost of one CD. Right, 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 right. Nice. So you're getting like 12 discs for like $12. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when uh, CDs came out, you could go to a secondhand store and get records that were in really good condition for like 75 cents, a dollar. Like I bought yeah. so much uh, Mahavishnu and Prague, so you know, good. Jeff Beck albums, all yeah. this stuff for dirt cheap because people were like, vinyl is the past. Yeah. You know? And now, of course, those things are worth, you know, $20, $30. It's funny because CDs are the past. It was a bad format. I think uh, there was a recent article that just came out that said that uh, vinyl sales have, for the first time in many years, outsold CDs. Nobody buys CDs. If you're going to listen to digital music, you're going to listen to Spotify, Pandora, uh, iTunes. And I'm very guilty of that. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're you're a vinyl guy. I am. You have a turntable. Yes. At home. Yeah. Yeah. You still buy records. But yeah, at work, it's easy. And I also don't touch my CDs, which I have hundreds of. Right. Yeah, me too. They're just sitting there. So it's vinyl or the interwebs. 
Right, right. Yeah, same, same. And it's, you know, I have different things. Like, I love YouTube for some, because you can watch the video. Or, like, a live concert. But, but what was the first record that you bought? That you, as an individual, said, I want to buy this record. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> it was like a set tape. Uh-huh. Or do you want record? No, no. Whatever you bought as with your first... With my own money. With your own money as your first musical purchase. Oh, so we're talking probably seven years old. Uh-huh. Wow. That's early. Yeah. I didn't start buying records till I was like 12. I didn't buy much then, but I wanted this one tape. Uh-huh. And? And I went and bought it. It was like... Shit. It was like precursor to... Superstores like Walmart right. and all that. Yeah, we all had our own. We had yeah. Record Factory here yeah. on 86th Street, which was run by Janice, who was like, you know, 200 pounds and six <laughs> feet tall. And you got the idea that if you had sex with her, she would eat you afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Praying man. Praying man. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, this little shop was in the, the local mall, which was pretty funny. But what was the record? It what was, was the What was the album? Van Halen, OU812. Oh, that's disappointing. I know. Because that's Sammy Hagar. Yeah, it's Van Hagar. Yeah. That's the worst Van Halen. I completely despise it now. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. That could fit into a category later. We had a song called Sammy Hagar Should Kill Himself. Yeah. And he should. Yeah. He and Guy Fieri. Killed themselves. They're and those guys hang friends. out. You know, they're they're friends. I was just gonna say they're probably best friends. Yeah, yeah, they're the same guy. They're, they're the, the equal guy. level of douchebag. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, what's going on with you now musically? Like, what do you listen to primarily? Whew. I'm all over the place with music. I like a little bit of everything. Lately. When I'm working. Everything. A little bit of everything. Okay. So I, I mean, d- exceptions, of course. I'm a baker. Like modern country. Yeah. You don't like. Yeah. yeah. I'm a baker, so I get up really early and drive to work. Uh-huh. It's a half-hour drive. Right. I'm not in the mood for a lot of the music I like. It's either talk radio or something soft. Or like a podcast, yeah. Yeah. Sure. But lately, it's been classical. For my half hour ride into work, classical music. Yeah, I just find what, that what, station. What composers? It's all over the place. It's like a public radio station. It's just comfortable driving into work, waking up. Sure, it's it's very soothing. Yeah, yeah. it's great stuff. And work life is a lot of the typical classic rock mix. Right. Which gets really old. Yes, that and that's something. And it's that, all the hits we love, but it's all frequency like. It's a frequency hate. You hear it. You hear "Brown Eyed Girl" enough yeah. times, yeah. and you're like, "Fuck this song." Yeah. Uh, other guests have come in with the same complaints. Like, yeah. there's the radio is on. Yeah, Van Morrison's "Brown Eyed Girl" comes on at 3 p.m. every day, and you're just like, "I'm done." And no one's I, rushing to change it. Right. Right. And then outside of work, depends on my day. Cause you got the half hour drive home. Right. Lately, it's been body count. 
deep diving into that bin right now. Nice. I always liked them a little bit. Thought they were a little, like, kind of corny-ish. They are, a bit. They did a really good version of uh, Angel of Death, though. Yeah. So. And there's cover of that uh, suicidal song, uh, Institutionalized. I actually like their version better, I think. Nice. And now we got the baby girl at home, so keep it a little mellow on the home scene. We're not listening to... No ODB. Yeah. No Slayer. Another big... I'm a big fan of Bad Brains. No Bad Brains. No, no. They'll no. discover that when they're of age. Yep. That's fine. We're uh, more on the Sam Cooke. Uh-huh. She's a big fan of Justin Timberlake. R&B. Every time he comes on, uh-huh. face lights up. Well, you know, he's very soothing. Yeah. And he's pretty. Yeah. He's easy on the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's listen to some shitty music. Ooh, yeah. So I, I don't know what order you put your song list in. What is your... We're, we're going to go from least hated to most hated. So we're going to start with Disturb. The Sounds of Silence. (laughs) So, uh, here we go. Disturbed. Sounds of Silence. uh, A cover of a Simon Garfunkel tune. Yes. And I did not care for this when I heard it. It's bad. It's really bad. It's so dramatic. They're dramatic. First of all, I don't like any of their songs. Do not like the guy's voice. No. This is ridiculous. It's all breathy and deep. Yes, yeah, so bad. And they're taking a classic song and just... What are you doing with it? And I know friends that enjoy them. Uh-huh. And I get kind of angry about it. It's just so, like, overly sad. Yeah, it's too melodramatic. Yeah, emotional. I mean, it's a melodramatic song. Yeah. So I'm in a Garfunkel version, yeah. but this is pushing it to a place where it's like, yeah. is this appropriate? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this is bad. So bad. Just keeps going. Oh, wow. But apparently on 9-11 this year, uh-huh. they paired this with a very dramatic video. This so, is ridiculous. So this we wouldn't ridiculous. forget. I hate this song. Yeah, it, it, it betrays the nature of the original composition. They didn't make it better. They made it worse. They made it worse? Yeah. I think they were trying too hard to make it better. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But every song I hear of them, that guy's voice is... It's not good. He wears Oakleys. <laughs> He's that kind of douchebag. You know what I mean? He wears Oakleys. <laughs> like, who do you know that you like that wears Oakleys? No one. Maybe a Halloween costume? Right. Right. But not seriously yeah. Yeah. as, as an uh, accoutrement. Yeah. Every day. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. What's next? Let's see. I don't know. The Proclaimers. Uh, uh, these fucking douchebags. 
Look what flavors I'm gonna be. I know too many people that love this song, and I love these people. And they don't love me that I don't love this song. (laughs) It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. But uh, let's listen to it. Let's see how fucking bad it is. I'm annoyed. So before you hit start, yeah. All these songs I picked. Mm -hmm. If I have control of the music, I'm instantly going to skip these songs. Sure. Right. Of course. I'm not going to suffer through it like I am right now. No, and you don't have to suffer. You know, you have the bell. Yeah. You have the power. So well, we'll uh, listen to a little bit just to appreciate the suck. Yeah. Let's 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 try to rip it a new asshole. Here we are, the proclaimers. I gotta be. I'm gonna be. Sorry, everybody. Even for the time when this came out, it was odd and quirky. Yeah. And I think that was part of the appeal. They didn't fit in. But it's very stiff. Yeah. I don't like the vocals. No. That's my biggest. They're not good. No. They are not good. Especially when they get to the... Uh, da, da, da. Don't even get me started on the yeah. da 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 da. <laughs> yeah. We gotta make it at least to that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's integral to the suckiness of the song. Totally. (laughs) But I know people that get, like, jazzed up by this song. Well, you know... I mean, it is upbeat. Most people don't listen to music on the same level that you and I do. Yeah. They want something to dance to. Yeah. And it's background for when they're in a bar. Just fun. Yeah. They're not seriously listening. Oh, boy. There it is. One of the worst parts of music history right there. Yeah. This was the bit that Family Guy made fun of. It kills me every time. But it's funny. It's, It's almost like the charm is... And it being so simple and kind of nerdy, you know? Maybe that's why I think it's Canadian. <laughs> they don't really fit in with what's going on in this era. They're no, real- they were kind of they were kind of oddballs. They were their own yeah. thing. Are they or are they not Canadian? Scottish. <sighs> Well, I like him a little bit more now. I, I, I expect more from Scotland, though. Yeah. Scotland is a badass fucking country. Like, when I was in Edinburgh, it felt like I was in Brooklyn. Yeah. People bust balls, you know. You weren't on that trip, were no, you? No, I was just going to say, and you were. Yeah. I remember going into a bar. I mean, is this the band Scotland's famous for? I mean, I know they're famous for other things. I'm talking musically. Oh, I don't know. That's sad, if that's I mean, the case. There's got to be a better band out of Scotland. Well, bon, bon Scott from ACDC was Scottish. He's better than all of them combined. Yes. Correct. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, I don't care for that song. I can't believe I let that whole song play. 
well, you know, we got distracted by conversation, but, uh... Yeah, that never did it for me back in the day. I, I don't think I hate it, because I don't think I've heard it enough to hate it, but it's, yeah, I, I don't want to hear it. It never did it it's for me. good. And I think I hate it because I have close friends that enjoy it. Right. And I can never understand And it makes you angry why. at those friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Not to the point where I'm not going to be their friend, but I'm like, what's wrong with you? Really? Yeah. This why song? You, why are you a dick? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yes. All right. What's next? Let's see. Nothing good. Oh, fuck. This is not good. Oh, I know where you're going. It's the fucking Eagles. Really, really bad. Desperado. Fuck the Eagles. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The Eagles are rock you could take a nap to. And that's wrong. And Don Henley is dead. So, the Eagles for me, I heard a lot of them growing up. And to this day, there's probably three or so tracks that I can listen to and don't mind. Right, right. Like the, the ones that Joe Walsh wrote. I love me some Joe Walsh. Yeah. but he's great. He's a genius. Don Henley, Glenn Fry. Fuck those guys. Like, my friends and I will play him on the jukebox just because it's funny. We don't play them to actually... Right. It's an ironic listen. Ironic and to, like, piss off the crowd. We're like, yeah. <laughs> Here's yes. some sunset grill for you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> down at the sunset grill. All right. Uh, let's hear some uh, fucking stupid eagles. To me, this Desperado. is their worst song. It's so for yeah. me again. Again, it's melodramatic. I mean, I almost want to put this in the category that I call '70s skag. Which is like that self-indulgent. Yeah, it's bad. So bad. But isn't this a song they made fun of in Seinfeld? Yes. It was that one dude's yes. like... I guess one... Th like everything stopped when this song came on, yeah. That's the best thing that came out of this. <laughs> yeah. Jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. These things Oh, oh God! The strings, the strings. Oh are my God! So dramatic. But this fucking song, fuck, this is straight garbage. Song. Yes. <laughs> By far the worst Eagles song ever. You can put Hotel California on repeat. That's a much better song. Yeah. I'd just rather listen to Joe Walsh solo. Yeah. Life's been good, something like that. Yeah. You know, that guy's amazing. Love Joe Walsh. You know, he's like one of the... I think he has the distinction of being like one of the highest paid guitar players in the business. Because, you know, he works on other people's albums. Yeah. And, you know, the guy's amazing. And he's been 25 years sober, and he still sounds like he's... Fucked up. That's how hard he went. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, what's next? Uh, oh, God. It's only going to get worse. 
It's going to be Billy, Billy Joel. And I like Billy Joel. I, I like some of his stuff. The Stranger, it's a great record. I just listened to it front to back the two days ago. The Stranger? Yeah. Yeah. I have it on vinyl. I got it it's downloaded. It's a solid record. To me, it's his best work. Yeah, that early stuff. Yeah. You know, once he got to this stage, so shit started. There's getting... other songs other than this one. So, like, The Stranger, like, I appreciate Billy Joel. Right. Good songwriter. Uh-huh. Got a good band. Sure. And then you come out with this? <laughs> You do this to us? Right. Okay. And then enough people like it where it's on the pop radio station? Uh-huh. Like at least once a day. Like back in the 90s? Oh, you know, back in the day? Yeah. I still hear it uh, on Light FM oh my God. in the supermarket when I go to buy cheese and eggs. Yeah. 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 And then you get home and you don't want to eat those cheese and eggs because of this song. Wow. I, I, never, I never made that connection. But yeah. You might be right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Billy Joel. Uh, what is it? Uh, the River of Dreams yeah. is the name of this song. It's... And this is 80s Billy Joel, so it's got that 80s production, which I fucking hate. I mean, what is he doing? What, was he trying to cash in on, on Paul Simon's success with Graceland? Maybe. You know? Where he used that, uh... What was that band? Uh, Lady Black Mombazo or something? Yeah. Which is a great record. But this was a big hit for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That doesn't necessarily make it good. No. Like, I prefer, like, acoustic sitting at the piano, Billy Joel. Yeah, 70s Billy Joel was a lot better than this. I think he's just trying to fit into the pop scene. Sure, That's, and you, you have to redefine yourself yeah. if you want to be uh, marketable. Yeah. I mean, this is straight garbage. Yeah, this is pretty bad. And it is sad... This one strikes another tone, because I think it's a respectable, good artist. Yeah, I mean, I have mixed feelings about Billy Joel. He's a good songwriter, but sometimes, if he took a second pass... <laughs> Turn that shit off. Okay, yeah. That's garbage. That's bad Billy Joel. There's nothing good about that. That is one song. Like I said, I chose songs that I'm immediately going to turn off. Right. That one I'm going to turn off quicker than most. <laughs> I can't find the dial quick enough. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, hell no. Fuck <laughs> that song. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good Billy Joel. No. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Next. I think this is your most hated song. Right now, that's a big old yes, or and for the past couple it's, years. It's pretty bad. It's Blink-182. Yeah. I don't like anything that this band has ever done. I don't like the way they look. I don't like the way they sound. I don't like the way they mix their albums. Shit. I'm in 100% agreement with you, and I'm a little younger than you, and I saw a lot of people really get into it, and it kind of pissed me off more. 
Right, like you were like a teenager in the 90s. Yeah. And that's when these I'm guys... I'm still listening to like Nirvana, Smashing right, 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 Pumpkins, right, right, right. Pearl Jam, Alice You're, in Chains. You were listening to real artists. Uh, I mean... I, and then uh, this came out, and somehow people got into it? Well, it's, 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 it's pop punk. Uh, uh, like, already I hate the production. So bad. I kind of just want to punch this guy in the face. Yes. As soon as his mouth opens. Yeah. He's a privileged douchebag white boy. Right. 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 Yeah. Who is he speaking to? Not us. What? What? What was the demographic that enjoyed yeah. this? College dudes. Right. Kegger. Yeah, right, right, right. Those kind of guys. <laughs> Same guys that would listen to Limp Biscuit. Oh my god. Or Creed. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yes. That song fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean it's just pop garbage. It's pop garbage. But why I mean, what about that song? Like, there was a lot of pop garbage out in the 90s like this. What, what, what made you focus on this song? Did you just hear it too much? Yeah, what I think was... it's a little frequency. I think they were also kind of, I feel like they were kind of the ringleaders of that movement of pop, punk, rock garbage. Yeah, I mean, there's them. There's uh, Green Day, of course, <sighs> which is tolerable on a certain level. I bought their first album. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was it, Dookie? Dookie. Yeah. Um, but, but once yeah. I owned it, I didn't listen to it much, and I moved on. Right. It's not... Nobody's going to remember that, like, yeah. Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, fucking, uh, you know, Lust for Life or yeah. anything like that. It's not going to be remembered in the annals of music history as yeah. something worth listening to yeah. again. It's no London <laughs> Calling or... No, 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 not at all. No. <laughs> all right, Next. We got a song that you used to hate, but now you kind of like. And that is the Beach Boys' Good Vibrations. I absolutely love this song. It is genius production. This was recorded by the Wrecking Crew. Uh, Carol Kay Mm -hmm. uh, came up with that bass line. I might be getting her name wrong, but you know who I'm talking about. It was the Wrecking Crew. It was Hal Blaine. It was Carol Kay. It was uh, Tommy Tedesco, all those cats doing this track with uh, Brian Wilson at the helm. And he's a genius. He is a genius. So uh, let's hear it. Well, Uh, my thing with the Beach Boys. Yeah. I picked this song. I probably could have picked five others. I had a problem with the band when I was younger. And what's that about? Just the whole sound. I just didn't get it. Are you talking about early Beach Boys? Like that surf stuff that was just bubblegum? Yeah. yeah. That's where it started. That's garbage. That's garbage. That's where it started. Right. But it kind of bled into this, and I just, I never, like, got into it. I mean, once they got into things like Pet Sounds and Smile, I mean, that's when they, that's when they were doing but genius work. But I originally didn't like it. Sure, yeah. Me neither. For years, I didn't give a shit about the Beach Boys until I started reading about Brian Wilson. You know, no one cares. No one cares what these Americans think about the music. 
other part. What do they know? It's very much that. Yeah. But, you know, then when Brian Wilson started doing a lot of acid. But also, like, the late, so like, Kokomo. Oh, no, that's garbage. Gar- that's garbage, yeah. Well, that, the Brian Wilson isn't involved yeah. in that. That's the rest of those fuckers. Let's Mike. listen to this shit. All right, let's hear this fucking song. The Beach Boys. Good vibrations. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear. And the way the production's so good. Listen to that bass line. Yeah. But they keep that old sound in, like, the sound I don't like. They make it work in this, with Brian Wilson, like... You're talking about the vocal arrangements? Yes, the Beach Boys were genius at, you know, doing four and five part harmony. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, they're not going to lose that. Yeah. They're just going to up their game I just like this this application of it better than... Yeah, right, right. I mean, you can't be mad listening to this song. No, it's genius. And then they do this. Genius. Genius. It is so nice to hear a song that I like. Yeah. (laughs) After all that shit. It's so bad. Like, they could have done that easily with guitar, yeah. but, but they no. got a cello player to go... <laughs> Just add another layer in there. Yeah. The guitar wouldn't have done that. That's badass. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing production. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, a classic example of... Brian Wilson and the Wrecking Crew getting together to do an amazing production. Yep. Love that song. All right. Next up, Dirk Bentley. You're going to hate this. Somewhere on the Beach is what we're going to hear next. This is your guilty pleasure, which means you recognize it as kind of shit, but you love it anyway. Yeah, so most people know I don't like country. You don't? I enjoy older country. Yeah, like Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, yep, Waylon Jennings. You, you love, so you do like country, yeah. but you don't like modern country. So my wife is, she likes music I don't like, and one of them is modern country. Uh-huh. Really? And this I didn't is know that about her. The one song, when I first met her, that was like, I can get down with this song. Uh-huh. And now when I hear it, I usually don't turn it off. There's just something about it. It's it's a little corny. <laughs> but you like it. But I like it, and I don't give a fuck. Okay. Like, I like it. All right. Let's hear your guilty pleasure. This is uh, Dirk Dirk's Bentley somewhere on a beach. A little pop country. You know, for pop country, this could be worse. It could be. Like, it's a it's a nice yeah. analog production. Guitars played through tube amps. Yeah. But he kind of sounds like a douchebag. Yeah, probably yeah. is. I kind of like the I lyrics, I wouldn't even though. consider this country. I kind of like the lyrics. 
They're just basic, kind of white meathead. Going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this at all. I knew you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's a guilty pleasure. Right, right. Sometimes people bring in a guilty yeah. pleasure and they change my mind about yeah. a band. You are not changing my mind about this band. <laughs> I also think this is a song. It'd be hilarious if the David Lee Roth version of Van Halen covered. <laughs> yeah, right. This is up their alley. I'm sitting on a beach getting drunk with a hot girl. Yeah. But I don't know that... Is this really country? Is modern country really country? No. I think it's a bigger question. But, but, but modern country is more country than this. This is more like a pop song. Oh, yeah. I mean, except for his somewhere on a beach. Yeah, he's got that little... Yeah. He's got a little drawl. Yeah. Oklahoma drawl. Is that where he's from? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> No one cares. I mean, I don't go searching for this song, but if it comes on, whereas if we're listening to other music oh, in the car man. and there's other country songs on, I immediately turn them off. This is pretty bad, though. Hey. God damn it. it was, I mean, it's just so... It's not making me angry. I'm just so uninterested. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's pedestrian. It's it's pop produced. I don't care about it. I mean, I can't tell you. I don't care enough to hate it. Yeah, I can't tell you why. That's it's how much I hate it. A guilty pleasure. Yeah. But coming up with the whole list, I was thinking the songs I hate, I'm immediately going to turn off the radio. Right. Right. A guilty pleasure is a song that people like you, my friends, are going to be like, you like that song. Yeah, like for me, it's like Rat, Round and Round. I like Round and Round. That's a great song. Yeah. But it's not, in the, the scope of what I normally listen to, Yeah, it's, it's shit music. Like, I feel like most people I know would be like, you actually like that song? Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in you, Danny. But that's why it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to do... Oh, wait, no, you sent me... Hold on. You sent we me... We got a palate cleanser and a something else. You sent me the one oh, that... Oh, uh, God. By the way, folks, I got this at 3 a.m. Because that's when I get up to go to work. Bouncing Around the Room by Fish. And okay, so let's dial that This up. is a song I used to like... Right. And now hate. Now, now, is is it because you hate fish in general now, or you just don't like this song anymore? A little bit of both. So you have to realize, I grew up in Vermont, and when fish got big, I was entering high school. Uh huh. So I got into fish. I enjoyed their early albums. My friends would, we would drive around, get stoned, listen to fish. <laughs> And then they got bigger and bigger. And they got the followings and 
Yeah, they 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 basically sort of picked up on yeah. the Grateful Dead following. Yeah. They were sort of uh, yeah. And listen, uh, I, I I don't. I'd rather smoke a cigarette and listen to bad jazz than this podcast. All right, so let's hear some fish bouncing around the room. Oh boy! I used to like this. Me all like seventeen years old getting stoned. Yeah. This is good. Back in the 90s. I mean, it's not terrible, but this harmony... You could do far worse. Yes. But it's tough for me, because those early years, it's totally into it. Right, right. First three or four albums, I'm like, this is amazing. Dude, I used to like Wasp. (laughs) (laughs) And now I hear it, and I'm like... What did I ever see yeah. in these guys? Well, I was 12. Yeah. And what just was I going, doing? yes, yeah. I want to be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like a lot of this music they do revolves around their festival culture. Yes. And again, people are, you know, drugged out, like dancing around. Like, right. They're in, like, the groove, and... It, it's mellow. It's not yeah. going to jar your senses. Yeah. So, much like the Eagles, it's rock that you can take a nap to. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. Yeah. Rock should inspire something. Yeah. You know? This is very far yeah. away from Slayer. <laughs> I can't take it. Okay. Yeah, enough of that shit. That was pretty bad. Sorry, Trey. All right. Uh, so now... We got your palate cleanser. So hopefully you're going to feel a little bit better now. I will. (laughs) So my idea behind a palate cleanser was to choose a song that I enjoy, but also allows me to jump into any other genre immediately afterwards. What do you mean? Like I can listen to this song and then I can, like I mentioned earlier, Bad Brain, like I can put them on after. Like, directly the next song. You feel like this is, like, one of those tunes that cleans your palate yeah. and, and you're ready for anything else. Yeah. That's interesting. It's not just to, like, wipe out shitty music I just heard. Right. Well, here we are. David Byrne and Brian Eno doing Strange Overtones. I just really enjoyed David Byrne, the Talking Heads, their production. And Brian Eno is yeah. a fucking genius. This song kind of just lightens the mood. I already feel better. Yeah. And to this day, I saw David Byrne live. One of the best concerts I've ever seen. Yeah? Sound wow. quality. That's saying something. The production they put on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was as good as listening to an album in your house. So much better than the fish vocals. Yes. <laughs> so this song, whenever I hear it, makes me feel better. Well, that's awesome that a song can do that for you. And also, if there's like a shitty moment, there's times I read, like, if I'm in the car driving, I'll dial this song up. Just to feel better. Yeah. And it works. Oh, yeah. That's that's great. That's great. But I find that a lot with his music. Like, 
I know he, it's not all like happy music from David Byrne, but. Did you see that awesome video of him on YouTube? Somewhere in the city. It was obviously like a music program or school. Oh. And he covered David Bowie Heroes. Oh, nice. I could see him doing that. And the whole crowd chimed in and like sang the chorus with him. Yeah. And they were all like music students. That's a fucking... So it's not a shitty crowd like... Right, 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 right. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's like a big moment right there. (laughs) That's that's a classic anthem from Bowie. God. I mean, come on. All right, well, we listened to some shitty music. Yes, we did. Thank you for sitting through that, Daniel. And uh, thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. Hosting this wonderful podcast. (laughs) All right, I think we're done. Well, there you have it, kids. Episode 10. We definitely had a good time ripping these songs a new asshole. Those were some bad ones. If you'd like to further torture yourself, head over to Spotify for the full list of Sonic Agony. I'd like to thank my guest Dan Stafford, without whom I would have had nothing to do these days. This episode was taped before Rona came to town, so social distancing was not necessary at the time, and the bitching commenced safely. However, serious psychological damage is always a risk here. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a review and a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Tell your friends and enemies to tune in. And remember, kids, for as long as there's been music, most of it's been terrible. <laughs>